Sylvia Tam, and you're listening to Mompreneurs Raising Kidpreneurs, a weekly snack and chat with amazing moms about how they raise their kids to live an entrepreneurial lifestyle. So let's hop into today's show and grow healthy families and businesses together. Welcome to another episode of Mompreneurs Raising Kidpreneurs. I'm your host, Sylvia Tam, and today's guest is Jacqueline Coy. She is a founder of several children's books, an author, and she is a mom of children, three, from all different age ranges, or oh, two, from young and very young. <laughs> two girls, yes. Two yes. girls, Four welcome. Welcome, Jacqueline, and I can't wait to hear about you, your your two girls, and what projects you're working on right now. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Sylvia. Awesome. So let, tell us a little bit about um, your family, your kidpreneurs. Yeah, you know, even if they're young, we talk about kidpreneurs being an entrepreneur lifestyle, and also uh, what you are loving to do, um, you know, to help your children, you know, get into that lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. So as I mentioned, I've got two daughters. Um, they're four and six now, but I started writing children's books when the first one that's now six, when she was just a baby. So just a couple months old um, when I wrote that first story. And then um, she was around a year when it was published. That was called, um, it's called uh, Love You to Pieces, Beautiful Monster. So that book is out, and since then, over the last six years, um, just released book 11. So been busy, um, having a lot of fun with that. But also, um, one of the books that I have out is specific to entrepreneurship and kidpreneurship, um, and it's called How to Sell a Rock. So that one specifically I wrote because I have a business background, and I wanted to share you know, that message and that idea with kids. Um, the book is actually for kids slightly older than mine, but um, I just wanted to put that idea out there for them about how to sell a product, how to make a product, how to deal with rejection, how to kind of adapt your product from feedback from um, customers, that kind of thing, but do it all in a story. So it's fun and not just, you know, lesson heavy. It's coming to them in a story and that's really how kids learn. Oh, I love the name of your book. And it's going to be hard for me to, to ask you, you said you're, you have business experience. Where did, what kind of business did you start with? And, you know, to the point where now you're writing so many children's books for all the different ages and different areas in life, right? Yeah, well, you know, um, I've gone down a lot of different paths, like many entrepreneurs have. So I do have a day job in the corporate world. And um, the books are kind of my side business and passion project, as well as I run a mentoring program for new moms. Um, so yeah, a lot, of, a lot of different avenues, but my degree is in marketing. And then I also have a master's in childhood education. So. Oh, what a combination. That's the perfect combination, like the cross the crossroad of being um, having so many tips for the young entrepreneurs. Um, yeah, so your two daughters, yeah, your two daughters are, you said four and six. Mm -hmm. Yep. Preschool wow. and first grade. What would you say that's something that you've been really uh, happy with that they've already started to get used to in terms of a good habit? Yeah, they, I mean, they're, they're wonderful. They're, they're fun. They're silly. You know, they, they're young yet, but some of the things that they've already done, 
in this space is just little things like wanting to have a lemonade stand. And so being able to teach them through a lemonade stand about business and dealing with customers and a lot of volunteering. We've done a lot of volunteering in our family. And I think that something that I'm excited about for them and that I already see in them is that they're very comfortable talking to adults and to people. And I think that's a really wonderful skill to teach any child that's interested in entrepreneurship, just the ability to be comfortable talking to people because people, are, you know, that those are your customers one day. And so they just, they do it with such ease. And I hope that they continue with that comfort. And so I let them talk to adults. I let them meet adults. Uh, my kids are very outgoing. And so I, I hope that that sticks with them. That is really important when they're young, because I know that for my for my son, particularly, he used to just wave to everybody as we're on the bike to everyone. Merry Christmas, you know, yes. and I think that really is the starting point where they're not worried about, you know, how people are going to think of them. And that is huge uh, win yes. at an early age. Right. So yes. there's so much to you know get into in like your books and just, you know, day to day. How do you balance everything? I did speak to you earlier. I know you had some good tips, but um, I wanted to know if we talk about the three brains a lot on the show and we talk about the head brain being focused on your creativity, productivity, heart brain is your mindfulness, kindness, and your gut brain being your, um, your overall health taking care of your food choices, all of that. How would you prioritize right now based on just currently, which of the three, what would you say the one, two, three that you've been focusing on a lot, which has been serving, you know, your mompreneur, um, you know, raising kidpreneur as well? Yeah. So I think it's an interesting question, but if I had to assign a percentage to it, I'd say probably 25% the, the wellness in the gut, um, just because like right now we're their food source, right? They're, they're not feeding themselves at this age. So I'm really in charge of what goes into their body to a big degree because I'm the one preparing their meals. And so we do a lot of, um, you know, we have a sit down breakfast every morning. We have a sit down dinner. Um, we pack lunches. So just getting good food in their body to fuel their brains and, um, and their body so that they're happier, more well, you know, rested and fed children um, mm -hmm. so they can be their best selves. Yeah, for sure. And, and then with the, the head, probably 25% there. I think a lot of that's just natural learning at this age. Um, you know, we try to expose them to things like my husband and I have been learning Spanish. And so we try to quiz them on words and try to get them excited. And I do oh, have great. like a Spanish app for kids downloaded on my phone because whatever we're excited about, it's kind of fun to do it as a family. Um, that's true. But I think school is very important, but I don't think it's the most important. Um, I think so in terms of the head, it's important, but it's not the main focus. If my children have the opportunity to go experience something like traveling versus, you know, missing a couple of days of school, I'm going to pick the traveling and the life experience. So. Yes, yes, yes. I agree with you there. That's changed yeah, and, a lot, right? Because some teachers yeah. now will then secretly say, hey, you know, if you want to take a day off with your kids, you know, go for it. Whereas back then it's like, no, you got to be in school every single day. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I, I love that evolution um, that you can, and the idea that you can learn anywhere. And yes. uh, I think it works well for those of us that are entrepreneurial parents too, because a lot of us now can work anywhere and that's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so it sounds like you got 50% left for the heart brain. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's why. 
Well, at this age, I think that's that's important. Just, you know, letting them lead with their heart, finding activities that really light them up inside, um, having fun and being silly and, you know, also volunteering and giving back so they can get perspectives outside their own home, things like that. So there's a lot of good opportunities when they're young to do that. Just simple conversations that you can have. Um, they've collected coins or done little jobs around the house to earn money to buy meals at Thanksgiving or you know we go through their room and they pick out things that they want to pass along to other kids or yeah. clothes that they want to pass along so just an ongoing conversation of like ways they can give back and we're doing a park cleanup together um tomorrow so just simple opportunities to bring them into Go volunteer moms, right? I love when families can volunteer for fun and it becomes such a second nature for them because they just grew up always saying, yeah, I'll help, I'll help. And so with a four-year-old and a six-year-old, a six-year-old is probably going to be like your, 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 your right hand or left hand, like, you know, the one that's really taking on the, the little mother lead, right? Because mm -hmm. she has a younger sister to take care of. How do you see that happening between them? Do you see that your older daughter is uh, just doing a lot of, I, I know, advising to the little ones, teach when you're not available? Do you see that happening? Like a little that's leader? A funny question. Oh, she is. And if, if the little one would let her, she would be in charge of everything. But my younger one's pretty feisty and has a lot of opinions of her own. So yeah. they are two totally different people, but they will stand up for each other and take care of each other to the end. They, they're hilarious together. So uh -huh. yeah, the, the older one does want to lead and teach, but the younger one doesn't always want to slow down and listen yet so the best part too is that when they're like different ages they can learn to see that they're master teachers in different areas so just because one is the older doesn't mean she necessarily uh the second you know, the youngest can't teach the older girl the older yes. daughter, right sister i love that the idea of them combining forces right with their each of their strengths so yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, because, you know, one might be better physically to like, you know, move something and then the other one might be just easier to think of ideas and then they come together. It's the perfect team. And that's where moms glow. It's like seeing them work together. It's the best feeling ever. That's right. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Letting them each operate in their strength is important. So. So much, so much. Now, I know that you are saying that you have to have, you have a, another, you know, a job and you have the projects and you have the clubs doing so many things and balancing. How do you manage to still write and, and get the, the ability to focus? Do you have any tips for us um, listeners of how to balance and find the time to do certain projects, whatever it might be? Yeah, I think, you know, over time, um, I've learned better over the years. I think I tried to do more um, and tried to operate the way I did before I had kids when they were young, like super young. And I had to realize that that wasn't the season that I was in. So I had to change my operating habits to kind of, you know, have a better balance in the household. And so for me, for writing specifically, that has become a month long kind of writing sprint in the month of November. So I do a children's book a day for those 30 days in November. I write out the children's prompts prior to um, the month and so that I've got them all ready to go. And then I carve out about 30 to 40 minutes in the morning and go ahead and write whatever story I come up with that goes with that prompt. So kind of the idea of batching all the writing together in one month and then using those rough drafts to pick one or two stories that I'm going to then 
publish in the next year. So batch, you call that batch, you know, batch production almost, but of your work. Yeah. Yeah. And your, your mental space, because you have to be in a certain kind of mental uh, frame to be creative. And to be honest, by the end of those 30 days, I'm burnt out, but yeah. I've got all these great stories and it was a lot of fun until right up to the end, you know, when you've almost you push yourself right till to the end and you're like, okay, I'm done with that. And then it works out well, because then I can go into okay, which ones do I actually want to spend time um, developing further and editing and getting um, the illustrations done and things like that. And so then that next year, once I've actually got those stories uh, picked out, then those are the kind of activities that I do either while the kids are sleeping or before they wake up, kind of those moving the project along pieces. So yeah, I can imagine because you've got, you know, your, your time, you're being time very limited to your time to make sure that your body's just used to working in these increments and these types of you know flows in the day. So what is like the most recent book that you have or done in the last batch month? Was it last year that you did the batch? Yeah. Yeah. So last November, um, trying to see if I've got it here with me. I don't have the very last one that just came out right here. It's called Ringo Pick about a little nose picking raccoon. Oh, that's so uh, cute. What a, what a catchy I, topic. <laughs> yes. Um, here, actually, I found that one. Okay. Um, Ringo but Pick. Then, yeah, it's got a Ringo raccoon, Pick. raccoon in the nature <laughs> with his finger in his nose. <laughs> yes. Okay. Very telling. Uh, very telling. And on the back, it says Ringo is a very good raccoon with a very bad habit. So. And it, so the lesson in this is? Again, it's in story form, but the lesson is kind of coming up with a plan on how to um, achieve goals, whether that's stopping a bad habit or whether that's starting a new habit, it, um, how to break it down into little achievable bits and keep track and um, motivate yourself. Things like that are all weaved into the story. So and that was part of... That's so funny. How, you know, how do you get these inspirations of these animals? And I love when they're about animals. We love animals because they relate to certain um what do you call lifestyles I guess and and geniuses that they have right yeah yeah and and they're you know they're safe they're safe for kids and you don't have to worry about does this child look like me it's an animal so kids just can be a little bit more free and and enjoy the story versus getting attached to necessarily what a character looks like sometimes so that's really smart I think I could totally see that becoming because I saw the cover just now. I could totally see that turn into a little animation one day, right? Have you thought about yeah, that? Some wonderful and talented artists for sure that work on work on these books. So yeah. they're very amazing what they can do. I love them. I love them. And so when you do these, uh, do you then uh, self, can I ask you a little bit from your marketing experience? Yeah. How, how do you typically become or, or publish your books? Yeah, these are published through Amazon. Okay. So Kindle, um, Kindle publishing. So there is an ebook version and then there's a paperback version um, that comes out. And so I sell them directly through Amazon under the um, name JK Koi. JK Koi. I thought that's how you, how we find you. Yep. All right. So that's really good to know because I think there's a lot of uh, moms that are really creative and imaginative and because they're surrounded by children all the time, they get these inspirations and just want to spread the message. So it's actually, we're lucky now to be able to do this type of publishing and creating these messages. Uh, Yeah. Right. 
Do you have any other tips for uh, newcoming authors, especially for kids? Yeah, I would say, you know, don't get too wrapped up in it. Everyone says they want to write a children's book. And I think a great place to start would be something like that 30 days of writing, because they're not all going to be winners in there, but you'll find one or two that, you know, really have some heart behind them and that you want to move forward. And then you've got a little bit more focus on which ones, which projects you want to take to the next level. And there's a great group, um, SCBWI, um, they meet and it's a children's writing group, but they also have critique groups, which are really helpful. So you can bring a rough draft and you have to critique other people's stories as well as they will critique yours. So you kind of give and get um, critiques and those are super helpful to decide kind of, is the story going in the right direction? Get some fresh eyes on it, get that feedback um, and do it quickly because they meet monthly. So that's really a great tip. That's a really good resource for everyone's just give and get. It's yeah. Like a win-win. Yes. Yeah, totally. Is, is there a guideline for how to write a children's book or is it pretty free out up to what you, what you feel? very custom. No, I mean, there are different guidelines specifically for different ages um, that you're trying to appeal to. There's different word counts, um, Uh, different specifically word lists, things like that, reading level that you do want to take into account, but that kind of can come in a little further down the line. But um, yeah, there is. Yeah, I think it's great when when kids want to write their story but it's nice to have the mom be able to give them some idea of okay this story needs to be a little bit longer if you want them to write for this age group so that's really a useful useful thing to look out for yeah no I love that idea of you know helping your kids be creative and even when they're as young as four my little one she loves having a story at bedtime and she'll say make one up and some nights you know, I've got nothing, you know, I'm, I'm tired yeah. too. And so um, I'll give her a topic or kind of kick her off and get her started. And then she'll kind of roll with it and I'll add in and we build off each other. And, and that's really fun. And I think anytime you want to raise an entrepreneur, it's just great to get their creative brain really going, um, going often because that just helps them then see the different ways they can take Um, even a product or a challenge that they're presented with the idea that they can take it in a lot of different directions and it doesn't always have to go in like a typical flow or the way someone else would do it if you get them comfortable with that idea early I think that um, you'll naturally build an entrepreneur it reminds me of the uh, the series choose your own adventure Mm -hmm. we don't see too many yeah we don't see too many of those anymore I think those are really cool that you can read a book several times and get different endings yes That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Bedtime is an awesome time because then that way moms don't have to think of all the ideas we can leave. We can be a little bit set back a little bit and we can give it to their, to let let their imagination go wild. Right. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And and I try to bring them into the process too, with the vein of like trying to build on, uh, raise entrepreneurs. When I have a book that I'm working on, I'll read it to them at bed and get feedback on different parts um, or get feedback on different illustrations. So bringing them into the process of whether it's a book or a product or whatever you're working on, um, I think that is really great. So they can kind of see the behind the scenes. Yeah. And that's such a good idea too, amongst our own um, mompreneurs group is to have each other to rely on to get their feedback on new stories that each other are writing, especially for the kids. 
Yes. That's fantastic. Sure. Well, let me ask you, um, what would be a, your big dream, your big why coming in the next few years that you want to achieve for yourself and for your kids? It's a big question. I know <laughs> that is, gosh, that's a very big question. Um, I think, uh, it will be, it will include more stories. Um, I've got a lot more stories that I want to write and put out there. And now that I've done it, um, I've got a flow to it. And then also, um, for me, having the flexibility to be able to work anywhere, I think that's really part of the dream. And for my kids to have that flexibility to be in multiple different places, um, that, that's part of the dream. And for them to find kind of their passions, they're young, so they're trying a lot of different things out right now. But I think, you know, in the next five years, to your point, like that's when different things are going to bubble up to the surface. Um, and so it's going to be a really exciting time. Yeah, five years and you hit the 10, 11, 12 ages. That's when they really pick up speed as to what they want to do and, and how they want to do it. So exciting times. <laughs> well, Jacqueline has really been awesome, you know, chit-chatting with you. And I know that we really want to make sure we, we check out your book, How to Sell a Rock, because the only other rock book that I read was uh, Stone Soup, How to Make Stone Soup. <laughs> I read that one in school too. I haven't thought about that one in a while, but that's a great book. Yeah. So this will be the next, you know, you know, big book that I know of that's about a rock. And of course the rock always reminds us of the philosophy of teaching about priorities and the whole jar of, you know, if, if you haven't heard of it before, there's a way to think about how to prioritize your day. If you have a jar and you're given big rocks, little rocks and sand, how would you put your rocks in to make sure you get them all the fit in which order right yeah Jacqueline you want to you want to give out the uh the way the best way to do this yeah put the big rocks in the most important things first kind of like the things you have to get done to move everything else along and then um forget the middle one but the you little, finish little, little pebbles yeah the little pebbles rocks. when you, if you get time you know those are kind of the next order of importance and then you fill it in with the sand but what leftover time you have then you get those little, little bits, but that way it all will fit. Cause if you start with the sand and then the pebbles and your rocks, you know, Never they're not fit. Gonna fit. So I would say the set is like the little chores at home that we do all the time, like housekeeping and all those things, which we tend to sometimes want to do because we might be very specific on making sure the house is a certain way, but, but at the end of the day, get your rocks in first, get your big ones in first. Yeah. That's and awesome. sometimes those sand things are the projects that you can delegate to other mm -hmm. people. True. Um, the easiest. So yeah, that's so true. Like our kids. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes go. our kids will be the best ones. I love it. Uh, you had told me that your, your daughter chops everything for you um, yes. in the food prep department. And my daughters aren't quite old enough to give them the big knife yet, but I look forward to that. That's, that's going to be Or fun. even washing the fruits. That's a big one too. Yes. Yeah. yeah they can really do that helpful. for sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of food, what are you having today for our snack and chat? Oh, so I've got some Greek yogurt that nice. um, I've been making a snack where I just, I was getting kind of tired of just plain yogurt. So I've started mixing half a scoop of organic protein powder in there and half a scoop of nut butter and stirring it around. So it becomes more of a dip oh. and then eating it with these pretzels. That's a good idea. I imagine yeah, I'm going to try that dip. too. Yeah. Right. Why not? Right. Take the yogurt. It's already in little bowls and add all your extra uh, healthy ingredients in there. Thank you for yep. that tip. I like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've, no got really, I've got really simple today. I am just having some grapes today, um, but they happen to be cotton candy grapes. I don't know what, what you guys think, but uh, my husband loves buying them, but I just feel like they're so sweet that I don't know if I can go back to the regular grapes anymore. <laughs> A little bit spoiled now, but. Do you yeah. like them frozen? Uh, I don't have very good teeth, so I tend to have a better luck with these ones. I've heard though, they're great for kids when you freeze them and bring them to school though. Yes. Yes. It's a great tip. That is. I've been doing more of that. I've been making like sandwiches and freezing them and anything to make my, you know, morning routine more simple. And again, yeah. that idea of batching, like making a whole week's worth of something and having it ready to go. Jacqueline is just the one that batches. She's so on it. I love it. I'm inspired. Only way to get it done <laughs> in my house. Well, if anyone has any questions or need any other tips, what's the best way to get a hold of you, Jacqueline? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Stories by JK Coy. Um, all my books are sold on Amazon under JK Coy. And uh, my website with some beyond the book activities are um, mymomisthewurst.com. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> that's very ironic. <laughs> and yes, so, it is. We yeah. always try to bring in a lot of humor because that's, that's you know, part of that's, raising kids. That's right. We got to be, we got to laugh at everything, the, the ups and downs. That's the best way. Awesome. Jacqueline, I am looking forward to carrying this conversation in our Mompreneurs Raising Kidpreneurs Facebook group. So if you are not already a member or already engaging in conversations there, please do because we have amazing moms to connect with everybody here. So thank you, Jacqueline, again. I hope you have an amazing month. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mompreneurs Raising Kidpreneurs. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and give us a review. Join us in the Facebook group Mompreneurs Raising Kidpreneurs to continue this awesome conversation. And share this show with mompreneurs you know so we can grow healthy families and businesses together. See you next week.